Shea, stuck in the woods of Connecticut, along with our good friend, Hammer Day Tejas. Hammer, how the fuck are you? Doing good, Shay. Fighting the good fight down here in Austin, Texas. Yeah, you had a bit of weather down there, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess it's been that long since we've done a podcast. Yeah, we had an ice storm. How was that? What happened? Mm, well, a lot of people lost power. And then the if you didn't lose power, probably the biggest one, and also if you didn't lose power, the probably most more consequential was that the ice, I don't know if you guys see this. I, I don't ever remember seeing this when we lived in Minnesota. There was so much ice on trees that the trees started like cracking sure. and falling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You remember, you've ever experienced that? Yeah, yeah. It weighs them down. It'll fall right on the power line. You're fucked. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like the, you know, in the wall in Game of Thrones would start cracking. Yeah. Like every 20 minutes, I'd be in my office, like on a work call, and it'd be like, <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like, God, please don't fall in my house. Shit, fuck, shit, fuck. Yeah. Well, I'm glad y'all made it out. That's uh, impressive. What do you say What do you say to all of our listeners that mock you about global warming with ice storms in Austin? Mm, what do you mean? They, they don't think that global warming exists because we had ice storms in Austin? Correct, sir. Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. I don't, give a I don't fuck. really care. I'm like, oh fuck. Who knows? Man? I mean, Leo DiCaprio you? knows, but other than Leo, I don't know who else knows. That that does bring me to my next. This is just off the cuff here, folks. We're all you know, barely sober and barely awake. Um, Andy Staples and other legacy media. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in trouble here. Legacy media, sports media members. Some of them have this like fucking disdain for the actual blood and soul of college football fandom. You know what I mean? Like, like they'll make fun of or deride the psychopaths or the maniacs or the tailgater. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like, hey, Bubba, you're just a dumb motherfucker, and I'm from Chicago, and I cover college football for CBS Sports. You talking about the media lead, Chad? I am talking about the elite. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a problem across the entire media stream of, you know, a very. It, but it, it but it shouldn't be as pronounced when you're talking about college football fucking writers. Am I wrong? I get it for the like, times. Like, I get it for all example, these. What did he do? What did he do recently? Well, I'll, I'll go by Twitter real quick and see the last time I made fun of Andy Staples. It was definitely in bad taste, but it made sense to me at the time. Uh, Shay in Irving, Andy Staples. Search. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know this fucker's Twitter, actually. Whatever. Whatever. I'll fucking find it. I called him sad the other day. That's that happened. Why did I call him sad? Let's look at this one. Oh, <laughs> he. <laughs> so somebody said Friday Night Lights the movie is the best sports movie outside of maybe Moneyball. Okay, valid fucking opinion oh. makes sense to me. Andy Staples' retort was. Tell me you've watched very few sports movies without telling me you've watched very few sports movies. Like, this is this is exactly my point. Like, that game on Twitter, tell me you've never done this without telling me you've never done it, is, is a corny fucking extrapolation of a weak man, right? Projecting his weakness on the world via Wi-Fi. This shit is boring, and it's dumb. And it makes no fucking sense. Like, of course, Friday Night Lights is a better sports movie than Major League. Like, of course it is. Who are you even talking to? Am I crazy? Talk to me. I mean, for me personally, yeah. But, like, I grew up in Texas and I don't know. Like, you did too. Like, it's – I could see people making an argument that Major League is a better sports movie. 
fine, but it's, it's not a bad like take. I just think the way exactly, he does it is exactly. very condescending, right? That's fine. Exactly, yeah. exactly my fucking point. It's condescending as shit. And now I finally pulled up the fucking receipts for Andy Staples. He has this whole thing where he'll screenshot uh, like quotes of shit that he's written or Instagram things or whatever, and they'll say, you know, it's Karen B in Tuscaloosa. Andy, you sit on a throne of lies. You get quick bit, clickbait, you motherfucker. I don't want the numbers say anything. Be accurate. All this other shit, right? She just goes off because she's crazy and it's college football, and these are the people that we deal with in college football fandom, right? People are crazy. Yep. And he screenshots it. Karen really hated the story, yada, 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 and just, like, shits on her. and Just shits on some random fucking woman who is obsessed with Alabama Crimson Tide and just makes fun of her. And, and it's like... Without Karen, you don't have a fucking job. You're not good enough to write for the Times. You never will be. You ain't good enough to write for the Washington fucking Post. This is not your lane. Without Karens, you don't fucking exist. You don't fucking exist. You are no, you're, you're doing podcasts in your fucking office at nine o'clock while your fucking wife and kids are asleep without Karen. Wake the fuck up. Chill the fuck out. Stop being so fucking condescending, you upper crust motherfucker. I'm over it. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, most of these national media guys are, you know, Douchebag. not very informed about a lot of things around sports. They're hot take, like, 140 character dudes. They're not bringing, like, any sort of new thinking to sports media. No, they're not. I'm just, I'm just sick of the punching down shit, if that makes sense. Like, you're fucking punching down, dude. We'll grow up. Did, I don't did like Andy it. Staples, like... like Show, show us on the bear where he touched you. Like, what happened? I just don't like him. I don't fucking like him. <laughs> I've never been a fan. I've always thought he was full of shit. And, like, he, I just never... It's like Ed Werder. Like, I hate Ed Werder. I've always hated Ed Werder. I'll never Edward. like Ed Werder. <laughs> Say your sources, Werder. So, apparently, Andy Staples went to University of Florida Journalism School. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Exactly. Exactly my fucking point. Could never get hired in a big deal newspaper. And here we are screenshotting fans reactions to your shitty articles so you can dunk on them on the fucking Internet. Like, grow up, dude. You're going to have haters. You're always going to have haters, especially in college football. There's maniacal people all over the place. You're going to make fun of some fucking housewife? I think these guys know that certain fan bases like go crazy over stuff like that. And so they write it because they're paid based on impressions and clicks. And they know if Andy Staples writes an article about, I don't know, you like Arch Manning, you know, being overrated or, you know, if it's, um, Notre Dame's fall and call it, you know, like some of these schools, the big fan bases, like he knows he's going to get lots of clicks because he get posted on all the big boards. So they're incentivized to just like stoke the fire. It's not necessarily his fault. It's the, it's the monetization. It's the business. Model I disagree. I disagree. I, I, you're not giving him any, any agency whatsoever. I, I think he's a cog in the machine, dude. I think the machine's a problem. You think he's a loyal foot soldier to the machine? Though. I think he's a foot soldier. Absolutely. Yeah. Same well, thing I, with I like... think foot soldiers should be lined up against the fucking wall. <laughs> when the revolution comes, God damn it. Up against the wall, hammer. Well. Collabor collaborator. It's always our soldiers that pay the price, right? It's never the generals. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Freedom ain't free, motherfucker. Yeah. Are you watching The Last of Us? Uh, I, I'm not. I've heard that's pretty good, though. True story? True story. True story. That's right. It's uh, foretold. You should watch it. It's good. 
Yeah, I feel this like I'm missing out. Like everybody, everybody's yeah. talking about it at the yeah. water. It's the only the fucking show on HBO right now. It's the only show. It's the only show. It's the only show. What like if that? this came out before The Walking Dead, it would be wall to wall coverage. Incredible show. But there's been like a hundred zombie shows after The Walking Dead. You know, The Walking Dead is still on fucking TV. Did you know that? Wow, I didn't. I never got into that show. Do you know that that I cannot watch anything that couldn't actually happen in real life? Yeah, I do know this about you. Yes. Yeah. So, I struggle. well, this can actually happen. There's science behind it, so maybe pay attention. Uh, a lot of science, a lot of fucking nerd shit. Uh, by the way, we've got a lot of requests. I've been harassed on Twitter. I don't think you log into Twitter anymore, do you? No. Yeah. So I've been harassed multiple times about the podcast that you talked about the last time we were on here. What is the name of that podcast with the Epstein shit and the conspiracy and Mossad and all that? All right. So it's called Modern Maid, M-A-R-T-Y-R-M-A-D-E. Okay. Got it. So that's for all the harassers out yeah. there. God damn it. And he's got most of his stuff behind. Um, okay. What's the thing called that we have that no one gives us money on? Google. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that too, but um, Patreon. Patreon. He has yeah. a, most of his content on Patreon now, but he does have a good, like, free library on uh, on Apple or probably other platforms, including. Okay, the, did you yeah, listen to part two yet? I've listened to everything. That okay, has. we got to hear part two. You only gave us part one. We got to hear it. We got to hear it. You got to lay it down. Well. I, everything that I mentioned is like part of part one and part two. I mean, there's all kinds of other stuff he goes into. Hold like, on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. The listeners will not accept that. Le- we left off. Where did we leave off? Epstein being a Mossad agent and clearly blackmailing, honeypotting all these dignitaries and rich people, yada, yada. My question after that, how does, okay, okay, sorry. How does he get arrested for the prostitution shit of underage girls and Ghislaine or Jelaine or whatever Maxwell gets convicted of it, but we don't know who they traffic these girls to? How is there no list of Johns available in a court record? So I think that there is. I think that it is that those court records have been... um, sealed so you're telling me that the court has a record of who fucking raped these girls and we're not allowed to know about it they have they have testimony from the girls that include names of johns they have but how do you get convicted of trafficking a woman if you never trafficked them to somebody there's no person that's at the end of the fucking line there's no john then how do you get convicted of trafficking well so they what they had him on was was um, flying these girls across state lines to his house in New Mexico. He's Mm -hmm. got a compound, or he did, Um, as well as from New York to Florida. To his, so everything they had, like that, that they they had him in in court, right? Southern District of New York was involving him. Okay. So it's a complicated legal case in that. The the settlement that he had in Florida with, with the attorney general down there, assistant attorney general, gave immunity to him and any of, quote, his, like, associates is the way it's quoted. Like, carte blanche, right? And, and this those uh, crimes. Uh, that attorney general was who again? Uh, give me a second. I'll look it up. Well, but, but he worked in the Bush White House or some shit. What was the story behind that? He worked in the Trump White House. His name oh, was right. Alex Acosta. That's it. That's it. That's the fucker. That's the fucking guy. Julie Brown, spoil him out. Yeah, so everything that they have, like, that they brought back up was from that that case. Like, so, so there was even the question of, like, could they even prosecute that case? Why like the new case because it's related to the old case and he had immunity. Oh, right. Sure. That's an interesting okay. thing. 
is that like it wasn't necessarily an open shut case legally that they had him in, it was a 2019 he had obviously had the resources to fight it clearly right hmm hmm I, I guess I still don't understand how you can transport underage women and get arrested for it if you can't find the John that raped him. Does that well, make it, sense? Am I crazy? It, it was him. But they also trafficked them to other men. They did, but they they were never named in the case. But they were never convicted of trafficking to other men, just trafficked to Epstein? Let's see here. Weird. It's just fucking weird. It's something is fucking missing. So here's what it says. This is Wikipedia. Acosta, then U.S. Attorney for Southern District of Florida, agreed to a plea deal to grant immunity from all federal criminal charges to Epstein, along with four named co-conspirators and any unnamed potential co-conspirators. Unbelievable. I mean, who cuts a deal like that? Like, so why who- would he cut that deal? Because of CIA shit or what? Um, so according to, according to a source in a Daily Beast article, Acosta informed the Trump presidential transition team that he offered a lenient plea deal because he was told that Epstein, quote, belonged to intelligence, end quote, and was, quote, above his play grade and told to leave it alone. Come on. Oh. Come on. Yeah, dude. Are we ever going to hear the truth about this ever? No. <laughs> That's how these things work. Right? It's right in plain right in front of our fucking eyes. You don't see me. Right in front of our goddamn eyes, Hammer. I mean, the revolution has to I mean, it has to be coming. The revolution I'll be so disappointed. What? From what? Who? From whom? Us, Hammer. Us. We we don't have the power, man. <clears throat> Been reading a lot lately. <laughs> um, I mean, the revolution will be started by someone else, by someone who has the power and wants to push it to them. That's how this all works, right? Where the hell is he? Where the hell is he when you need him? <laughs> It's like the, the the revolution will be for whatever like new interests that whatever that group wants. It won't be for like me, you, producer John, any of the people listening to our podcast. And I'm I, I don't mean I'm not trying to play like the, you know, it's us against. But like that's just the reality, right? Time and time. Right. Again. No, I'm with you. How depressing it but is. Like, now. dude, you know me. I'm a capitalist. Like I like I'm not like I don't live in a commune. Like, I think this is just kind of like the reality I've accepted. And this is the way this country works, right? And I mean, not just our country, uh, a lot of countries, but we like to think that we're so much better than everybody else when it comes Exceptional. to these things. Right. But we're not. No, absolutely not. We, we did blow up Nord Stream 2. Did you see that article? <laughs> I did once, and then it never appeared again. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that worked. Funny how that worked. Yeah. It's like the mass I shooter mean, at Michigan State. The mass shooter at Michigan State. He ain't white. Then nobody's playing that fucking story. No. Such a shame. So we blew up Nord Stream 2. Of course we did. Of course. I mean, does anybody... There's a couple conspiracies. We were talking about it last time that everybody has to believe, right? Like, Epstein didn't kill himself. There's no fucking way. And we blew up Nord Stream 2. Am I wrong? It depends how you define we. Uh, America. Mm, be more specific. Um, American Special Forces? See, that's where I think you get into what has increasingly grown since 9-11, which is non-U.S. government operations run by contractors that are former SEALs, special teams. Right. right? So sure. Blackwater did it at our behest. Yeah. Like whatever the next Blackwater is, or even like we train the like Polish, you know, 
special for whoever, right? Like we were definitely involved. Did we dive clearly down there? clearly? I don't know. Maybe I don't think a U.S. But the fact that employ like I don't think anyone employed by the United States of America did. Like yeah, there wasn't a bunch of Navy SEALs down there blowing shit up. I agree no. with you. I agree with you there. I mean, yeah. former Navy SEALs. But, <laughs> Not current no, Navy SEALs. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. But the, the fact that, like, nobody in the United States media is talking about it, doesn't this make – I mean, this is making me feel crazy, right? But doesn't it just make you think that this is all one big fucking collusion? Like, the media is in the bed with the CIA, with the government saying – don't spread misinformation type shit. And you're not allowed to print that story like Pentagon paper type shit. Yeah. 100%. Because this should be wall to wall coverage. If we blew up the, f- I mean, every reporter at the New York times and the Washington post should be trying to bust their ass to get this fucking story because it would make their career. I would expect, but we just have editors shutting this down. Like what the fuck's going on? How do we not have an answer? It's the same thing with the fucking Wuhan lab leak. How do we not have a real deal investigative journalism type shit going on here? What the fuck are we missing? What am I missing? I don't get it. I don't want to sound crazy, but this shit don't make no sense. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. Um, there's a book that I read called like the georgetown i can't remember exactly what it is but but it's about in starting in like the 50s where you had like the media right so you had like the owner of the washington post you had other members of media who quote did their job but then on the weekends would socialize with the politicians they were covering right right and they would go to the weddings and they were friends and you can go look, you can go look at it's called like the Georgetown something anyways but like it's kind of always been like that you know like they can't they're not going to get the story if they dog on the people they're going to give them the story in a lot right. of ways. and like that's why you have guys like Hirsch who are just straight ballers that don't care right and i'm sure he has killed stories right? totally He's totally killed stories. He's also like, like, like ran and quote leaked the, some of the largest conspiracy stories. Well, I don't, you can call them conspiracy, whatever, like big, big U S government, you know, secrets since the Pentagon papers. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't lying. This is just like WMD bullshit with Iraq. This this is where my head goes. Is like the there was such a failure of leadership with that whole bullshit about Saddam having WMDs. It just feels like it's happening again with the war in Ukraine, with Nord Stream as part of that, with this Epstein shit. Uh, it's all it all feels so fucking familiar, man. But Shay, like the generals that make those decisions, the people in the CIA, the NSA, you know, secretaries of state, where do they go after government? What do they do? They go private, join private boards fucking, yep, yep. of these, you know, as Eisenhower called military industrial complex. That's right. That's right. Right. So this, as long as we allow that to happen, as a country, as a government, as long as we make that okay for the head of the FDA to then go work for Pfizer, right? As another example, um, we will have corruption like that. And unfortunately, like, you know, you and I are 40, like we all had friends that after 9-11, when we were 18, were like, sign yeah. me up. I'm going to go kick down some doors yep. and kill yep. some bad guys. And they're all fucked up. <laughs> right. And yeah. Or didn't like, come home. The, yes. A lot of them, some of them didn't come home. A lot of them like, you know, live in a very bad place in their brains. Yep. And, yep. and they were just trying to do what they thought was best. And that's the repercussions. And none of those, you know, generals, none of the senators that voted for this shit, none of their kids. No. Suited no. up. 
I mean, a couple of them were probably in the Navy and flew planes like around Greece or something, but you know, like <laughs> none of them were kicking down doors at night in fucking Baghdad, right? No. No. I, I mean, it, it's just, it's just, I mean, and <clears throat> it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I think we ain't the only ones that are tired of it, but I mean, there's, there's another thing that fucking plane, that train derailment in East, uh, they don't call it Palestine. They call it Palestine in Ohio, I believe. Palestine. Um, with the chemicals that they just let off and burn in the fucking atmosphere without telling the residents to do anything about it and whether to flee or whatnot. I mean, this is... It just seems like the fucking shit has fallen off the rails lately. And we're, we're shooting down all kinds of shit, Hammer. There's fucking UFOs over Lake Huron and whatnot. Like, what the fuck's going on, dude? You talking about, are you talking about the um, the balloons? I'm talking about multiple UFOs shot over U.S. airspace in the course of 10 days. And I'm talking about plane derailments in Ohio. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't think that this stuff is, I like, I don't think like this is all happening now. And like, we're all like... Like, I think this has been going on for a very long time. I just think that with social media, with digital media, now you have like regular people, quote, like not non-conspiracy people that are like, go to their jobs at their office or whatever it is, right? That aren't on like QAnon message boards all day are waking up to the fact that like what we're being told ain't the truth in, in some cases. And right. this institution that we were told to believe in and that we did believe in and that our parents believed in and that their parents with the World War II, you know, like the whole story. Right. Well, like a lot of the, like a lot of it is just not what we thought it was. And people are like, you know, I think, well, I mean, look at like CNN's ratings. Look at no shit, you know, like, look at that. Look at CNN. Like how much money did they drop in that streaming or that um, their app? Right. Like CNN plus, right. CNN plus, <laughs> like, like the market is rejecting mainstream. Completely, movies. completely. <laughs> right. Good. Fuck and CNN. I don't think it's like, what? Well, I don't think it's like a left and, and right. Like, I think you have. You have it's an outrage machine. It's a fucking outrage yeah. machine all fucking day. Well, I mean, look at like all the success that some of these people that left, you know, like Matt Tabibi that left the Rolling Stones or Rolling Stone. You have um, who's the one that left the New York? There's basically fire from the New York Times for like speaking the truth. Gosh, what's her name? Um, oh. You better be talking about Berenson. Bear, uh, uh, no, Barry Weiss. Oh, yeah, Barry Weiss. You have Barry Weiss. You have, like, Tabibi. You've got a lot of these folks. Glenn Greenwald. That were, that were like, effectively kicked out of mainstream media companies that are now on Substack, right? Right. So you right. have direct-to-consumer media, not conglomerate, like, retail media. Right. And I mean, I, I don't like, I know a lot of people that that's where they get their news. They go to Substack and they follow three or four people because they don't believe what's being put on CNN. And these, again, these aren't like wacko conspiracy people. These are like pretty normal people in Austin, Texas, right? Right. They grew right. up in Beaumont or, you know, Tyler or whatever that weren't, you know, one way or the other and just are tired of not getting information that they believe is correct. Hmm. Well, I'm there, man. I'm fucking there. I guess, uh, I'm there. I, I guess, uh, we got a couple of voicemails we could segue into, uh, we talk about the Super Bowl. I guess you want, I mean, if you want to do that, whatever, let's talk um, about Super Bowl a little bit. All right. So I'll say first things first, I lost my ass. I got smoked. Mm -hmm. Um, secondly, 
that was the wrong fucking place and time to call that defensive holding penalty. I don't give a shit what anybody says. You don't call it in that spot in the Super Bowl. You just don't. Um, but besides that, the Eagles pass rush did not show up at all. And that was my fucking bet. That was my entire bet is that the Eagles have the best pass rush the Chiefs have ever seen. And it didn't fucking matter. Not one fucking bit. Not a single fucking sack. That's bad. That's real bad. You go 78, how many? 78, 70 for the fucking year? You get zero in the Super Bowl? What the fuck are you doing? Got killed, Hammer. So One do you think that what? that was defensive holding, though? Yeah, but you don't call it there. Right. I agree with you. It, like, it, Of course it was. I mean, whatever. But you can call that on so many other plays. And also, that was there's no way he's catching that ball anyway. It just wasn't happening. Uh, that was a bad – that was a – Bad time and place. Sure, it was the right call, but not in that time and place. Absolutely not. You got to let them play. Um, let's go over my losses, if you'd like to, real quick. Fumble lost in the second half. I bet yes. The answer was no. Uh, safety. Answer was no. I bet the opposite. Either team to kick a game-winning walk-off. This killed me because I was, what, fucking three seconds off, six seconds off? That was a loss. Um, I won on the first team to enter the opponent's red zone. It was the Eagles. First touchdown type rushing. I won that. Longest third down conversion over 12 and a half yards. I won that. Lost on the pass plays and the sacks. I really lost my ass on Hassan. I had Hassan Reddick, Hammer. Hassan Reddick. Over .25 sacks. Oof. I mean, who's not taking that fucking bet? I hit it hard and lost. And the heads is what killed me. The heads is what the, the coin toss killed me. Oh, it's good. Tails. Me. Oh, it's tails, though, right? Oh, yeah. It was tails, and I fucking lost four units on that alone. Statistically, it's the better bet, right? Yeah, okay. There we go. I'm lost my ass. But yeah, happy Super Bowl, everybody. Way to go, man. Proud of you. <laughs> did you watch a halftime show? I did with, with the family. Oh, you did? With the <laughs> yeah. family? Yeah, oh, oh no. yeah, the kids no, no, stayed no. up to watch it. Nope, absolutely not. No, yeah. No, I sent the kids to bed as soon as halftime was over. So y'all are going to bed right now. Good night. That's it. The roommate's like, why? What the bed? What the bed? What the bed? To bed! All of you! Thank God I did, because that was the fucking sperm running to a vagina, and the humping, and the, and the panting, and the whatnot. You saw all that shit? Lots of gyrating. Whole lot of gyrating, whole lot of sperm, and one vagina. Oh, I mean, so give the, me a white, break. the white things were—I thought those were the the spy balloons. Those were sperm. Those were sperms. Those were spermies. <laughs> <laughs> not spy. Not spy balloons. <laughs> <laughs> they were running to the vagina, running into it, which is great. I mean, if you want to talk about a halftime show made for everybody, ready for the family, consume. That's the one you want to do. That's exactly what you want to do. You want to just gyrate and hump on screen. Did she grab her crotch a few times? Or like... Yeah, there was like some crotch grabbing. Happened. Oh, yeah. Crotch yeah. grabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I commented. I mean, my wife goes, well, Michael Jackson did it. And I was like, well, if that's the bar... That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the unit of measurement, my dear. Right. We got a fucking issue. That's our moral bar, then okay. <laughs> yeah, the pedophile did grab his crotch. You're right. Way to go. Yeah. Speaking of which, like, uh oh, like no one really ever said anything about him hanging out with little kids for like you know twenty years. Blows my mind going back. <laughs> it's on the like, walk. it's like shame on us. Like it's so bizarre. Oh, you look dude. back at it and you're like, dude, Cat uh, Williams, one of the greatest fucking comedic minds of our goddamn country, had a skit. Uh, one of his like albums, I can't remember when he was like on the top of his game. Cat Williams when he was amazing. He had a piece about Michael Jackson, and he was like, you know, the dude's a rapist. Like, fuck that pedophile motherfucker. I got five kids, you know? And everybody's like, oh, what the fuck? It's Michael. You can hear him in the audience, like, you know, all that shit. And he, was, he, had a, he had a scene in a line where he's like, you know, they asked Michael Jackson, you know, what the fuck are you doing, Michael? And, he, you know, what are you doing for fun? He's like, I climb trees. What do you do? Motherfucker, I got bills and shit. What do you mean you climb trees, you mm -hmm. fucking freak? Awesome. 
lost it on him. He's right, though. Like, we all just closed our mind. We were kids. Don't blame us. But, like, motherfuckers thought it was normal for him to get a little boy on a train and, like, go choo-choo around his property called Never Neverland. I mean, what the fuck do you think's going on in there? Yeah. Jesus. Terrible. Hey, back to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just in general with this individual, really tired of Kelsey walking up into Mahomes' interviews and doing his best, like, WWE, like... Yeah, Dude, his cheap Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. Like that guy's a huge, just like tchotchke, huh? Oh, dude! I, if I'm Mahomes, I'm like, bro, <laughs> dude, I'm the MVP. Like, shut the fuck up for like two minutes. Give me two minutes. Two minutes with Aaron Andrews, and you can do whatever you want after. Right. Like, or go talk to the local KC media while I deal with this shit on national uh, television. Bet Mahomes. Like, all right, bro. Yeah, I think we all probably had like a Kelsey that we grew up with, right? Oh yeah, was like you know, Chachki, 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 motherfucker. Hey, uh, hot off the press before we get on the pod. Uh-oh. Uh oh. All charges dropped on um, Chris Beard by Travis. Shut Kelly the fuck tonight. up. Yeah, you're kidding. Well, I mean is. His fiance recanted her story. If they don't have her testimony, but didn't they have her bruises and shit? I don't know. I don't know if they ever released. I don't know if that ever came out. I don't know what's in there. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's depressing. I'm sorry. I I think he clearly choked her. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean. Ugh. Uh, he'll, be, he he'll, like, he'll take UTSA to the Sweet 16 in like two years. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> right? <laughs> Someone's going to get a good coach. He just couldn't stay here. Good coach on the cheap. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Awesome. So there's no more football left. We've got right. we've got college basketball. Oh, yeah, baby. Mid-majors. Up, right? We're coming down yeah. the stretch. I'm going to the UTOU game, taking the boy to that Saturday. Nice. Nice. Uh, we got uh, college baseball starting. Yes. Pitchers um, and catchers have reported. That's right. Pitchers and catchers, MLB. So is this enough to get us through the hard times? No, I think we're going to have to really mix in the conspiracy theories and local uh, national news. We have to do that. Okay. We have to bring up politics current events and the national populist ideal that's going to revolutionize this country <laughs> who's who's your like ideal populist candidate right now that's out there doesn't exist does not exist okay Fair. it could be joe manchin if he wasn't such a coward it could be joe manchin oh, interesting um and it could be ron DeSantis if he wasn't such a freak but the populism Populism is a future hammer. That's just a fact. That is going to be the next generation's poll. The the youth are on the side of populism. They think they're on the side of socialism, but they're wrong. It's populism. It's national populism. That is the future. That's what's going to take this country to the next generation. Is this Bernie? Is it Bernie Sanders without like ridiculous taxes? Yes, and without ridiculous social issues. Hmm. Interesting. Exactly right. I think I think this government has a moral obligation to increase the birth rate. And there should be nothing but pro-natalist policies coming out of the CDC and the HHS. That should be their number one focus, to increase the, the, the local national birth rate and to make it healthy and to make it happy and to give stipends to people who have children and to give them bonuses for having more kids and to give them paid time off and to be able to raise a family on one single income. That should be the fucking focus of our national government. I mean, I like all of that. None of it's wrong. It's just, you know, it's an anti-elitist sentiment. It, uh, it's opposition to the establishment. 
It's speaking to and for the common people. Um, it is the future, and it's going to happen regardless. Well, let's just let's do it with a color revolution instead of a bad one. That's where I'm at. It's wow. happening. It's going to fucking happen. Uh, How does it serve special interests, though? It doesn't. That's the best part. It does not. The military-industrial complex is is fucking decimated. Lobbyists are banned and fined. K Street is empty. It's full of fucking empty shells of offices that used to stand there. Lobbying doesn't exist anymore. It's outlawed. doesn't exist. There's no revolving door between the military and Raytheon. There's no more revolving door against senators and law firms. It, it, it's over. It's fucking over. You have a duty to serve and protect. If you don't take that duty seriously, you are banished. No more lobbying. How the only lobby is happen the without the lobbyists? What do you mean? Well, so are, are you saying that first we've got to ban all special interests, like lobbying, like everything you're talking about, I agree with. How do you get that done? You make lobbying illegal. What do you mean? You pass a law. It's how illegal to lobby. Make, how do you get that law passed given? Oh, yeah. No, that's when the revolution comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, this isn't. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking for, like, you know. No, you have to you have to crack some eggs, Hammer. Okay. That's the only way. It's the only way this works. Um, I think before I get myself in any more trouble, I think we got some voicemails, producer John. Hey guys, I'd love to hear the Shea and Irving uh, Gen's guide to cockfighting. Oh, you know how do you find one? What's proper etiquette if you do find one? Any good stories? Mm-hmm. Also, uh, will we see a return of Strain of the Week? I'd love to know what you are smoking on up there in the north woods of Connecticut. Ooh. Thanks a lot, guys. Get it in. All right. Great fucking call. Let me open up the Cohiba box of marijuana that I have right next to me and pull out what I'm smoking. I have something called... Well, obviously, I got Blue Dream. That's good. Um, but I also have Wedding Cake. Wedding Cake has been a favorite of mine. It's a hybrid indica. It's what I smoke before I go night-night. Um, I will be smoking that before, actually, right after the podcast. I'm going to hit that up. Um, kind of been on a shroom kick, too, lately. Uh, it's been good. Microdosing and eating them regularly, it's, it's been helpful. It makes me drink less, believe it or not, Hammer. Can, can you tell me a little bit about like microdosing? Sure. What do you need to know? Like, what is it? What does it do? Like, so kind of you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I it it, but in, in practicality, what is it? What does it look like? So it doesn't fuck your day up. It doesn't fuck your work day up or anything like that. You're talking about 50 to 100 milligrams of of shrooms in a powdered capsule. So you're not tripping at all. You do get a little euphoria, like happiness going on and it makes you want to drink less and honestly i smoke less cigarettes which i'm down to a few a day thank god but i smoke less of them when i'm taking the shrooms um and i've noticed that it just kind of calms me down and gives me more patience which is something i am deeply lacking uh but it makes you think different man it makes you uh, instead of you know solving a problem with ABC, you're trying to do it with one, two, three. You know, it's a different angle. Oof! Wow, some fucking jazz music you just played right there. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but a cockfighting, please, 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 let me stand on a soapbox. So my first cockfight I went to, I was a kid in Irving, Texas, and it was because of Mexicans. So the first thing I would do is find a Mexican, um, one that really is like first generation or half a generation, came over on the border type shit. You have to find a Mexican. And that's who's going to know the best cockfights. Uh, Once you get there, 
there is an etiquette. You're right. You can't just shove your way to the front or elbow motherfuckers out of the way. You need to learn a little bit of Spanish. You need to know, you know, how do you say, como estas, amigo, um, without sounding like a fucking asshole. You got to understand what it means when they say gallo, uh, what it means when they say fucking die. You got you to figure shit out. Uh, but the first couple fights, play it by ear. Stand in the back, hang out, be nice, be kind, and just let them know that you're there to make some money uh, because the money will be flowing. You'll find a money man, and they'll want to gamble. And the word for gamble is jugar, J-U-G-A-R, jugar. So just remember that kind of shit. Um, and don't get surprised if the birds don't die. They don't always die. That's just a rumor that Hollywood has pitched us. They don't always die. When they give up, usually that's the end of the fight. Um, but, you know, obviously you're going to see some dead roosters. That's the end of it, especially the injured ones. They just snap their neck anyway. Uh, but, you know, don't be like, why isn't this bird dead? That kind of shit. Or, you know, you go to a Caribbean island. Like I was in Puerto Rico where, where Mitch McConnell killed the cockfighting industry with his latest farm bill, the piece of shit. Um, but they still had a stadium there in Isla Verde that was open once a week instead of every day. So they got some kind of waiver or some shit. I have no idea. But it was open like every Wednesday or every Sunday or whatever it was. Whatever day I wasn't there, it was open. Uh, so it's still available. I would definitely check out Puerto Rico if you live in some kind of really awful town with no Mexicans. I would check out Puerto Rico. But if you got a, if you got a group of Mexicans in your town, you got a cockfight. Do I get canceled for that? Uh, probably. Right on. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think we got one more call, Producer John. Hey, Shay Hammer. It's Ross in Bud Lake, New Jersey. What's going on? I have a very important gambling question for you and how deep down the rabbit hole I should go with this. My girlfriend mm. wants to get into gambling but doesn't know any lick about gambling when it comes to sports. How would you start her off in the best way to uh, invest her financial gambling needs? How, how much do I expose of her of what I've personally done in the gambling world and mm -hmm. the separate checking accounts and everything else that goes with mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. want to try to help her make money, but also don't want to show her all the degen things right off the bat. Let me know your thoughts. Love the podcast. Love the show. You guys are fucking awesome. Thanks. I mean, this is a bridge over troubled waters right here, Hammer. Yeah, I agree. This guy, he's got the wrong idea. First off, I mean, if if the roommate ever wanted to get into gambling, for, I would freak the fuck out. She spends enough money as it is. I don't need another D-Gen in my house. But if she was really persistent, I would make her start on the ponies. Because the ponies, you can get away with $1 bets. $2 bets, spending six bucks on a race, you know, you're losing 40 bucks for the day. You might hit something and she might like the name of some pony. It comes in 50 to one. There you go. Hey, everybody's having a good time. But I would, I would keep her on the ponies. I would keep her on the ponies. I would not introduce her to money lines or pretend like I know what they are or the point spread. I would play ignorant. Uh, there's no way I would admit anything about separate bank accounts or anything close to that. I would I would play dumb as fuck. Oh, just bet the money line, honey. That's it. I wouldn't I wouldn't even say the word money line. I wouldn't even say that. I just bet who to win. That's all. What what's a parlay? I don't know. What's a teaser? Who? Tease who? Tease me? Tease you, motherfucker. Ponies. Keep her on the ponies. I don't see any upside in your roommate getting into sport. In the <laughs> Literally game. zero. There's zero upside. It's all downside. Literally zero upside. <laughs> I mean, it's Fuck. let alone it's like philosophically, like it's your thing, right? It's like your right. hobby, right? It's your secrets, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like exactly. why do you? Why do you want to? You know. I mean, I'm sure she she's not probably inviting you to like book club with like Susie and Sally, right? Fucking like, Sunday yoga or Sunday. Maybe she does invite you to maybe maybe that's where you guys are at. But um, you're probably you know 
Very new in your relationship. <laughs> it would be my guess if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, dude, be careful, man. Church and state. Totally agree. <clears throat> I mean, get used to lying, dude. Just get used to it. We got to do it our whole lives. Think my old man was honest with my fucking mama? Yeah, right. He'd be battered and bruised by now. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that's a pretty good show, Hammer. What do you think? I think we did pretty well. I mean, you know, we're going into the doldrums in between football season. This is when the weird shit comes this out. This is this is yeah, this is when this is where we actually, you know, this is why we get paid the big bucks. Right. Or not. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh you know, the create talk this about, is where our talk about no upside. Talk about no fucking upside. Yeah, talk about no upside. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Shay, did you want to potentially zero. tease uh uh guests next week that we're talking about Ooh, having? I haven't heard back from the motherfucker. I wouldn't want to put them on the spot like well, that. Well, you don't have to name names. But we are trying to get a mid-major guru um, on the pod. A gambling guru for NCAA basketball. I lose a lot of money on mid-majors. This guy doesn't, so I'd like to talk to him. Is this guy like a... Is he is he pretty well known? Uh, he's well known in gambling circles. I'll give him that. That's for sure. <laughs> you know who else could be interesting to have on the podcast? Talk to me. Just to get his kind of like macro view of of the world because it's you know it's interesting. Donnie Dundalk. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Dundalk would be good. Dundalk I remember when it was like June 2020, I called him and I was like, what do you make of all this? And we had like a three hour conversation and he pretty much kind of like predicted a lot of the stuff that was going to happen. Like with, no, he didn't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he, sh- he shorted like all kinds of stocks like in January that I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of has this, he does, he has this kind of like dystopian take. I mean, he's a really like positive dude, but I think, I think he would be interesting. I would love to have Dundalk on. And he's a, he's a, what, he's not a personal injury attorney. He does, um, like, um, maybe he does do mostly personal injury. So he's got to have some great stories. He's definitely an attorney. Yes. We know that much. Yes. We have Dundalk on. We also got a uh, there's a local guy here, huge Giants fan, but he's also a certified maniac uh, named Ty, who we got to have on. He's a fucking, he's a nut job. I got to have him in studio and share a microphone. The guy's insane. You're going to love it. Anyway. I think I, I'm exhausted, Hammer. I don't know. I just I poured my heart and soul out into this one. You did a great job. It's a good show. <laughs> We're proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope you get some All rest. Right, y'all have a good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it in, y'all. Let's get it. Later. <laughs> <laughs>